0: Praise the Lord. Let's stand. Jesus. Thank God. Thank God. Turn around, shake hands to somebody, and tell them you're glad they're in the house of God tonight.
1: Glad
0: they're in the house of God.
1: Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
0: Oh God. Thank you, Jesus. You'll remain standing just for a few more moments. How I many has got the Holy Ghost tonight thankful for it? I know we say that so many times that way, but it ought perhaps to be said, I many are glad the Holy Ghost has got you.
1: That's really the way it is.
0: How many here tonight do not have the Holy Ghost, but you'd like to have it? Would you raise your hand. Just wave it. Just keep waving it. Folks, look around at these that are waving their hand. Come on now, look around at
1: them. Look
0: at them. Here's one, two, three, four, about five, six, six, or seven adults. Eight, counting that young man there. We're going to pray that the Holy Ghost will fall on these people tonight. I got nothing magical. Nothing magical. But I do believe that we're serving a God that still gives the Holy Ghost away. You don't have to beg Him for
1: it. It's a gift. It's a
0: gift that He will give to you. And you don't have to seek for it. This is tradition. You show me one verse of Scripture from the day of Pentecost on where we're commanded to tarry for it. You can't find it. I did. You may have, but that second best. Just believe God and let the Spirit fall on you. Let's raise our hands and praise the Lord. Hallelujah,
1: hallelujah. hallelujah.
0: I don't know why, but I never questioned God. And He laid this on my heart this afternoon, this evening, when I was thinking about tonight. And I do want to give you what He laid on my heart. I hope you have an open mind and let the Spirit of God move in your heart. If you have a pencil and paper, you might want to jot some of these Scriptures down. And uh, at later reference, refer to them. Because I believe the Bible, I believe all of the Bible... I believe God will confirm His Word with signs following. I believe that He will bless His Word. You turn with me to the first chapter of the book of Acts. We will read for a reference tonight, first of all, from Acts, the first chapter. Amen. I hope you're getting them Bibles. I don't hear the rustling of enough leaves. Have you a Bible? Please have you a Bible. Thank God. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen.
1: Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord.
0: Acts, the first chapter. Verse 1. The former treatise have I made, O Theophilus. All that Jesus began both to do and teach, until the day in which he was taken up. After that he, through the Holy Ghost, had given commandments unto the apostles whom he had chosen, to whom also he showed himself alive after his passion by many infallible proofs being seen of them forty days, and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. And being assembled together with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which saith he, ye have heard of me. It is not for you to know the times or the seasons Mm -hmm. which the Father hath put in His own power, but ye shall receive power. After that the Holy Ghost is come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto Me, both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria, and unto the uttermost part of the earth. When he had spoken these things while they beheld, he was taken up, and a cloud received him out of their sight. While they looked steadfastly toward heaven as he went up, behold, two men stood beside them in white apparel, which also said, Ye men of Galilee, why stand ye gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus which is taken up from you into heaven shall so come in like manner, as you have seen him go into heaven. Then returned they unto Jerusalem from the mount called Olivet, which is from Jerusalem a Sabbath day's journey. And when they were come in, they went up into an upper room where abode both Peter, James, and John, and Andrew, Philip, and Thomas, Bartholomew, and Matthew, James, the son of Alphaeus, and Simon, Zelotes, and Judas, the brother of James, these all continued with one accord in prayer and supplication with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brother. And everybody said, Amen. 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 Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost in Hallelujah. Verse number eight, my text. But ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you. God will help me tonight. I pray I have His Spirit's mind. I'm going to preach to you on a subject entitled, Why I Am a Pentecostal. Let's pray. Brother Rutledge just God to bless him. Oh, we God, we need your help. Amen. 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 You may be seated. Lord bless you. Hallelujah. The word Pentecost, literally meaning fifty, is taken from the feast of Pentecost as outlined in Leviticus 2316 and Exodus 2316. In which a feast of weeks was called to commemorate the Wheat harvest. Huh? This was one of three feasts that all the males of Israel that were physically able were required to attend at Jerusalem.
1: Right.
0: Now, at this feast, they would take the first fruits of the wheat harvest and wave them before the Lord, that is, the priesthood. Huh? You see, all of this is, of course, typical of the Lord in that He is harvesting today. Pentecost is still alive today. And it was on this date and this feast that the Lord chose to pour out the Spirit of God on the day of Pentecost. Now, Pentecost is not, is not, is not a denomination. Now let's get that straight. It is not a denomination. It is an experience. It's an experience that transcends ethnic, cultural, intellectual, and sophisticated backgrounds of whatever sort. It visits the rich, the poor, the high, the low, the in and outers, the up and the downers, the black, the white, and the yellow and the red. Pentecost will visit you if you want to. It's visitation. I'm here to tell you tonight that the spirit of Pentecost, the experience of Pentecost, the God of Pentecost, the wonderful experience that comes with it is for you if you want it tonight. Now, why I am a Pentecostal? Well, first of all, it's because it's scriptural. I didn't get this from some theological cemetery, I mean seminary. I didn't get this handed down from some man-made idea All right. coming out of a council somewhere. Right. This is not a Sunday school slogan. This is not a catch-all phrase of social program in order to keep people coming to church. Pentecost is real, vibrant, alive, pulsating, throbbing. It will get in your bones. It will get in your heart. It will get in your feet. It will get in your hands. It will get in your head. It will get in your tongue. It will get all over you. Now, I believe because it is scriptural. The Bible said, and I wish to give you a few scriptures about it, in Isaiah 32, verse 15, until the Spirit be poured out upon us from on high, and the wilderness be a fruitful field, and the fruitful field be counted for a forest. Too many people think you can work this thing up. Yes, we do believe in emotionalism. And we'll stand here and give you a good debate tonight of those who will go to football, basketball, baseball, hockey, all kinds of games, shout themselves hoarse, and then condemn us. Because we become enthusiastic about Jesus Christ. But Pentecostalism is not pure emotion. It does not tinker and toy around with just the emotions. It gets in the marrow. It gets in the bone. It gets in the soul. It gets in the heart. It gets in the sinew. It becomes part and parcel of your very being. Of your very being. And it is poured out. Some of you couldn't stomp it out of the floor. Remember that, sir. You can't clinch it out of the air. There's no way you can pound it out of the altar rail. It has to be poured out. Amen. James 1.17 said, Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, and cometh down, and cometh down, and cometh down, from the Father of lights, with whom is no bear on us, neither shadow of turning. John three twenty seven. John the Baptist said, A man can receive nothing except to be given to him from heaven. I can't give you the Holy Ghost. No man alive can give you the Holy Ghost. And if you think for one moment that some priest or some rabbi or some clergyman, as they do in some places, take you into some cubicle and his hands on you and say, Receive you the Holy Ghost and you have it, you're beside yourself. We believe in laying on hands, but there's no man can give you the Holy Ghost. If man could give it, man could take it away. But man can't give it, and man can't take it away. Isaiah 44, verse 3 and 4 dispels another off-quoted doubt. People said, well, if God wants me to have it, He'll give it to me. As if the Lord would take a big spiritual two-by-four and club them upside the head. And like you force-feed pablum to an infant and make them take their bottle or pacifier, He'll make you take it regardless of whether you want it or not. I'm here to tell you, you'll never get the Holy Ghost unless you want it more than you want your life. Unless you want it, hear me, sir, more than you want your wife. More than you want your job. More than you want your money. More than you want your car. You've got to want this. You've got to desire it. You've got to be hungry for it. Hallelujah! Let me prove it to you. Isaiah 44.3 For I will pour water upon him that is thirsty and floods upon the dry ground. And I will pour my Spirit upon thy seed. And my blessing upon thine offspring. Jesus said, Matthew 5, verse 6, Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be be filled. Jesus said, In the book of Matthew, chapter 6, verse 31, Therefore take no thought, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or wherewithal shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of all these things. But seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added unto you. Do you know what the kingdom of God is? Romans 14, 17 said, The kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. In the Holy Ghost. 1 Corinthians 4, verse 20 said, The kingdom of God is not in word, but in power. Let me tell you something. There's a lot of churches with ministers with finesse with expertise, with intellectualism that can roll the R's reach out with the hand. And they looked apart. The Collars turned around backwards, some of them. DDs and double LDs behind their names. But most of them are dumb dogs that can't bark. And oh, they've got all the verboseness. And they are wordy. And their sermons are like apples of gold in pictures of silver, fitly spoken. And their words are like flights of golden arrows. What beautiful phraseology. And to hear the catchy phrases and all of the things that they can say. But the Word of God tells me. Me. The kingdom of God is not in word. It's not in word, but in power. I'm talking about old time apostolic Holy Ghost tongue talking, foot stomping, jumping and leaping.
1: Hallelujah! Power. Everybody say power.
0: power. Oh, you can see a blade of grass push its way through a crack in a sidewalk and say what power? You can see the tons of sap that are lifted by the trees in the springtime. And you can say, what an awesome display of power. You can see a sun, a stroke from the sun as it splashes out. And you can say, what what an awesome display of power. You can look at the hydrogen bomb explosion. What an awesome display of power. But on and on it goes. But I know a greater power than all of that tonight. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power. It is the power power. It is a power. Power to live right. Power to walk right. Power to dress right. Power to be right. Power to talk right. And on and on it goes. The kingdom of God is not in word, but in power. But you got to be hungry. you got to be thirsty. Jeremiah twenty-nine thirteen. God said, ye shall seek me and find me when ye shall search for me with all your heart. you got to put everything on the altar. I've seen people tarry And pray. Some of the contortions their faces gets twisted up in. Oh, but I felt so sorry for them. I'd give them everyone the Holy Ghost if I could. I really would. They beg and they plead. But I wonder why don't they receive it? We all pray. Somebody on one side will say hang on. Somebody over here will say, turn loose. (laughs) And oh, we'll pray. We'll slap them on the back. We'll walk them up and down the aisles. And they still don't receive the Holy Ghost. (laughs) Oh my God, what is it? What is it? God knows their heart. God knows their heart. God knows their heart. God knows their heart. You've got to come clean with God. You've got to come clean with God. If you want the Holy Ghost, you've got to put everything on the altar. Acts 5, verse 32, Peter said, And we are His witnesses of these things, and so also is the Holy Ghost, whom God hath given to them that obey Him. Everybody say, Obey Him. Everybody say, Obey Him. Obey. Say, obey him. Obey. Yes, sir, the Holy Ghost is for those that obey Him. Acts two thirty eight, said, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ. For the remission of sins. And ye shall... Receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For the promises unto you and to your children and to all that are afar off. Even as many as the Lord our God shall call. There are over 30,000 promises in the Word of God. And God's going to keep every one of them. Second Peter three nine said the Lord's not slack concerning His promise. As some men count slackness. If it's in the midnight hour. At the break of day. Riding down the road in your car. At home. At work. At play. At church. When you get to the place. When you're in utter desperation. And you're frantic with despair. And you've got to have the Holy Ghost or your die. And you've got to have it more than anything else. You'll get it. You'll get it. You'll get it. You'll get, you get it. But you've got to obey God. Everybody said, amen. amen. On and on it goes. Ezekiel 36, 16. The Bible said... A new heart also will I give you. And a new spirit will I put within you. And I'll take away the stony heart out of your flesh. And I'll give you a heart of flesh. And I'll put my spirit within you. And cause you to walk in my statutes. And ye shall keep my judgments and do them. You can't legislate righteousness. You can't make people live right and do right. But God gives you a spirit that helps you to do right. That gives you a desire to do right. That gives you an appetite for the Holy Ghost and the spiritual things of God. Hear what the Bible said. Colossians one thirteen: Who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and translated us into the kingdom of His dear Son. Before I go to heaven, I've already been translated. I don't walk in the kingdom I used to walk in. I don't go to the places I used to go. I don't do the things I used to do. I don't like the things I used to like. I don't act the way I used to act. My desires, emotions, feelings have been changed. My thinking's been all rearranged. Glory to God. You see, the Holy Ghost did a better psychiatric and psychologist job on me than any medical wizard. You see, the Lord worked on my heart. He took bitterness and envy and strife and debate and maliciousness and whoremongering and murdering and adulterizing and fornicating and cheating and lying. Oh, God, He worked on my heart. He took the carnal appetite away, and He gave me a desire to be holy and righteous. i say glad what the Lord can do.
1: Hallelujah. Hallelujah! Hosea 10, verse
0: 12. Sow to yourselves in righteousness, meet the mercy. Break up your fallow ground. Everybody see fallow ground. You know what fallow ground is. Hadn't been broke up in a long time. Uh-huh. Thorns and thistles and cockerbriars adorn it. He needs a gospel plow hooked under it and turned over. Uh, How long has it been since you've been turned over? You, you see, the Lord loves a broken and contrite spirit. He sure does. Isaiah 57, 15 says, For thus saith the high and lofty one that inhabiteth eternity, whose name is holy. I dwell in the high and holy place with him also that is of a contrite and humble spirit. Yeah. To revive the spirit of, of the humble and to revive the heart of the contrite ones. Yeah. You've got to get all broken up. Wow. You can't hang on to God in the whiskey bottle. God and popping pills. God and cigarette smoking and snuff dipping you can't hang on to the Holy Ghost and speak out words of profanity and read your pornography. Come on now. You can't say, God, I want the Holy Ghost, and then go out and gamble at the racetrack, and shoot dice, and play pool. Oh, oh. oh yes, and gamble your money away. You can't have both worlds. You've got to make a decision tonight. You've got to make a decision tonight. But I think I chose the best world of them all. Hallelujah! I think I chose the best world of them all. Break up your ground For it is time to seek the Lord till He comes. And rain righteousness upon you. Trouble with some of you I've already detected it. You're lazy, you're intolent, you're slowful. You're sluggish. You haven't got an appetite. If you love God as much as you did food, you'd get the Holy Ghost. You come down here and grub around like a little grub worm for a few minutes and go out pitiful and say, Well, I didn't get it tonight. I'll talk it Wednesday or Friday or Sunday. You may not live to see another time. What are you going to do if you step out into eternity? What are you going to do if it's all over tonight? You better get desperate. You better get desperate. You better get desperate. I'm preaching to you the truth tonight.
1: Hallelujah!
0: It's time to seek the Lord till He come, Till He come. Stay here all night as long as you'll pray right with all your heart. There'll be people that'll pray with you. But we don't want you messing around and playing around and, and acting like you mean business when you don't mean business. But if you will, seek Him with all your heart till He come and rain righteousness upon you. Ye have plowed wickedness. Ye have reaped iniquity. Ye have eaten the fruit of lies. You go to a church and a preacher gets up and says, The Holy Ghost is not for us today. It passed away with the twelve apostles and the early church. And we can't receive it today. And you sit there and eat those lies up. Why don't you check the Bible? Why don't you check the source? Why don't you check the Word of God? Let me tell you something. Proverbs 30, verse 5 said, Every word of God is pure. And He's a shield unto them that put their trust in Him. Add not thou unto His words, lest He reprove thee, and thou be found alive. God makes liars out of preachers every day. God makes liars out of Sunday school superintendents every day. God's making liars out of theological professors every day. God's making liars out of people that say you can't be healed. You can't be filled with the Holy Ghost. God can't help you like he used to help people. I say it's a lie from the pit of hell. I say God's here tonight. I say God's here tonight. I say that he's here.
1: I say God wants to do business tonight.
0: Not buried. So you allow me another about 30 seconds. So I'm going to bury him a little deeper. In Revelation 22:16, uh, the Bible said, For I testify to every man that heareth the words of the prophecy of this book. If any man shall add unto these things, God shall add to him the plagues that are written in this book. And if any man shall take away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part out of the book of life, out of the holy city, and from the things which are written in this book. And John 8:44 said, The devil's a liar. You're a liar, devil. You're a liar. You're a liar!
1: Hey.
0: Hallelujah! Jesus said, John fourteen six, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. The devil's a liar, and Jesus is the truth. Amen. Everybody said, Amen. Amen. You eat the fruit of lies. I don't want you to eat those fruit of lies anymore. Believe this preacher tonight. There's a Pentecostal experience for Hallelujah. you. Hallelujah. Because thou hast trust in thy way, in the multitude of thy mighty men. Uh-huh. Let's go to Joel two twenty eight shall come to pass afterwards, saith the Lord, that I will pour out my Spirit upon all flesh. God said, I'll pour my Spirit out. Whose Spirit was it that fell on the day of Pentecost? It was God's Spirit. Yet Acts 2, 4, Acts 1, 5, Acts 1, eight, Second 2 Timothy 1, 14 said it was the Holy Ghost. Now if the Holy Ghost is the third person of the mythical Trinity, how come God said in Joel 2, 28, I'll pour my Spirit out? And furthermore, the Holy Ghost has even called Christ in you the hope of glory in, in Colossians 1:27 and Galatians 2:20 and Galatians 4 verse 6, and Philippians 1:19 and second to, uh, Corinthians 13 verse5. And on and on. Now just how many spirits are there? Oh, Ephesians 4:4 4, 4 said, "There's one spirit, Yet I can show you in Matthew 10:20 that you got the spirit of the Father. In Galatians four six you got the spirit of the Son, and I can show you in acts 1, 5, 1, 8, and two four that you got the Holy Ghost and furthermore I can show you in john fourteen seventeen John sixteen thirteen that you got the spirit of truth and yet you got Christ, and yet I can show you in revelation four verse five revelation five verse six that there are seven spirits of God let's nail it down numbers twenty two twenty eight said that God spoke through a donkey, God's no donkey that the Bible said in Psalms eighteen thirty-one that God's a rock. God's no rock, and I can read in Psalms ninety-one four that He shall cover thee with His feathers, and under His wings shalt thou trust. God's no bird, and I remember John the Baptist saying in John 1, 29, "Behold, the Lamb of God was taken away the sin of the world." Is He a lamb walking down the road? Verse thirty-two said the Holy Spirit is the form of a dove. Have I got a dove fluttering in my soul? I've had butterflies, but I don't think I got a dove. Hallelujah! Woo! Hallelujah! Revelation five five called him the Lion of the tribe of Judah and the root of David. Now, he's got a root, he's got a lion, he's got a lamb, he's got a dove, he's got a rock, he's got a bird, he's got a donkey. But oh, dear God, when you receive the Holy Ghost, you receive the Spirit of the Father. You receive the Spirit of the Son. You receive the Spirit of the Holy Ghost.
1: One, one, one. That's why I'm a Pentecostal. That's why I'm a Pentecostal. Hallelujah.
0: This before, so it's a borrowed expression. If I wasn't a Pentecostal, what would I be? I'd be ashamed of myself. That's why.
1: Yes, sir.
0: Why do you want to starve at a table of plenty? Why do you want to be blind when the eye opener is here? Why do you want to be deaf? When the ear unstopper is here? Why do you want to be dumb-tongued when he who loosened the tongues of angels is here tonight? Why do you want to walk through life crippled spiritually when he who made the lame to walk is here tonight? Why do you want to slavishly follow the beer bottle and the whiskey bottle and the honky-tonk route and the red-light district and the wild muck of immorality? Why, why, why? When the God that's here tonight to deliver you I said deliver you Let me prove it to you. Let me go on here in Joel 2.28. It shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my Spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams and your young men shall see visions. And also on the servants and on the handmaids. In those days will I pour out my Spirit. Now shall wonders in the heavens and in the earth, blood and fire and pillars of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the great and terrible day of the Lord come. I'm pitching my tent on this right here. Devil, you're a dandelion. liar. You're a liar. I bind you in Jesus' name. I pitch my tent on this verse. And it shall come to pass. Hear me, brother. Hear me, brother. Hear me, whoever over here. And there's another two over here. Hear me now. Come on with me and believe this Scripture. And we'll run the devil out of here. Yes. And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be delivered, shall be delivered, shall be delivered, for in Mount Zion and in Jerusalem shall be deliverance, as the Lord has said, and in the remnant whom the Lord shall call, are you tired of going to a church with a meal mouth preacher that tells you do the best you can? I know you can't get to the over with them Herbert Territons and Lucky Strikes and, and all them camels. and Oh, just do the best you can to quit drinking so much and do a little better there. Apply the power of thought, positive thinking and, and just do the best you can. You, you'll make it somehow. You want to come to a church that's got some deliverance in it? You want an experience that can bring you out of sin's muck, bring you out of sin's shame? Bring you out of the barroom and the ballroom and the dance hall floor, and make you come home to your wife. Come on now, make you come home to your husband. Come on now, make you raise your children right. Come on, make you act right. Come on. There's deliverance in Mount Zion. There's deliverance in Mount Zion. It's here. It's here. Thank you, Jesus.
1: Well, hallelujah.
0: Everybody say, Holy Ghost! Ghost. In the book of Matthew, chapter 3, verse 11, John the Baptist, who descended into the Jordanian bottoms and emptied the people in the Jordan River, baptizing them under repentance, looked up one day and he saw Jesus. Oh, God. And he said these words, He that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I'm not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you. With the
1: Holy Ghost
0: and with fire, I said, "And with fire, whose fan is in His hand, and He will thoroughly purge His floor and gather the wheat into His garner, but He will burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire." John called Jesus the Holy Ghost and the Holy Ghost Baptizer. He's the Holy Ghost and the Holy Ghost Baptizer. You say, well, I'm afraid. I heard one lady say one time, one of my revivals, he walked back, she said, I'm afraid. I might something jump on me that I don't want. I might get down there and get something I can't handle. And it might make me do something I shouldn't do. Hear the Word of God. There's the answer. In the book of Luke chapter 11, verse 9, Jesus said, And I say unto you, Ask, and ye shall receive. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be open unto you. For everyone that asketh receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth, and to him that knocketh it shall be open. Hear me out. Hear me out, if a son shall ask bread of any of you that is a father, will he give him a stone? Or if he ask a fish, will he for a fish give him a serpent? Or if he ask an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? If ye then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask Him? To them that ask Him! Thank you, Jesus! Asking Him for it. He'll give it to you. Let's raise our heads and praise Him for it tonight. Hallelujah. Now Jesus promised the Holy Ghost. He had talked about it. For instance, in Luke twenty-four, forty-four, and he said unto them, These are the words which I spake unto you while I was yet with you, that all things must be fulfilled, which are written of me in, in, in the law of Moses and in the prophets and the Psalms concerning me. Then opened he their understanding, that mind might understand the Scriptures, and said unto them, Thus it is written, and thus it behooved Christ to suffer, and to rise from the dead the third day, and that repentance and remission of sin should be preached in his name. Among all nations, beginning at Jerusalem, and ye are witnesses of these things. Now, maybe I ought to back up a minute. Verse forty-seven said, "Repentance and remission of sins should be preached in His name." Everybody say His name. His name. Now, His name is Jesus. For Act ten forty-three tells me to him give all the prophets witness that through His name, whosoever believeth in Him shall receive remission of sins. So Jesus said that 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 baptism, remission of sins should be preached in His name among all nations, beginning at Jerusalem, and ye are witnesses of these things. And behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you. But tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until ye be endued with power from on high. And led them out as far as to Bethany, and He lifted up His hands and blessed them. it came to pass while He blessed them. He was parted from them and carried up into heaven. And they worshipped Him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy. And were continually, 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 continually in the temple praising and blessing God. Amen. There's the key. Continually in the temple praising and blessing God. So it was a promise. Now listen to it again. In John 4, verse 12, Jesus, being weary with his journey, paused in Samaria. And you know, he told his disciples, I must needs go by Samaria. I'm glad he came by my house one day, too. I'm glad he took a detour and came by my house one day. I'm here glad he visited you one day. I'm here glad for the day you walked in a Pentecostal church. And you heard the truth. And someone told you there was an experience for you. All right, he was sitting by Jacob's well resting. A woman of Samaria came up. And they had an interesting conversation. Let's listen in. It will change your life if you'll let it. Hear what Jesus said as they began talking. Here's the woman. She talked first, naturally. <laughs> and verse 12. <laughs> Here's what she said. She said, Aren't thou greater than our father Jacob, which gave us this well, and drank thereof himself, and his children, and his cattle? Jesus answered and said unto her, Whosoever drinketh of this water shall thirst again. But whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. But the water that I shall give him shall be in him. A well of water springing up into everlasting life. The woman saith unto him, Sir, give me this water that I thirst not, neither come hither to draw. Now, I'm going to tell you something. Jesus went to a feast of tabernacles, one of the three feasts that required all the males to attend. It was a feast attended by a lot of people. In the 7th chapter, 37th verse of John, and the feast was dry as last year's birds nest. Oh, it was dry. And he sat there and listened. As the priest no doubt groaned on and on in his monotonous monotone and monologue, drab, dusty voice that would lull you to sleep, sleep, sleep. And you go to church and they talk about the blessings of living in a technological society.
1: How good it
0: is to know You got a job at the paper mill. (laughs) Be thankful, brother. And you know, good saints, let's all gather at Kmart for the blue light special. (laughs) I know they're going to run some very good things there tomorrow. Oh, yes. And by the way, the young people are having a bingo party next week to raise funds so that we can build another confessional booth to hear your sins for which you to pay to get your people out of purgatory. And on and on. It's just like that. Drab, dusty, impotent, inoperative. Nothing in it. Those priests were talking about the Feast of Tabernacles, reminding the people as they sat around in booths, that is, tents, or we would call uh, the old-fashioned brush arbor, to commemorate the sojourn of their fathers in the wilderness of 40 years. And the priest will remind him, now don't forget your pappy and his pappy's pappy and his pappy's pappy's pappy's, pappy's pappy, pappy, pappy. Pappy, 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 pappy. That they come through the wilderness 40 years. Let's don't forget the past. Let's don't forget the past. Oh, Jesus got enough of it. The Bible said in the last day, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, Now you can take this with a grain or a pound of salt or a ton of it. I'm going to say it, and you may want to run me off after I say it.
1: But I sometimes wonder
0: if Jesus would walk into some of our meetings and some of our conventions and some of our gatherings, and we hear the reports of this and the reports of that and the dry dust things that go on, and no spirit, no power, just remember this, and remember that, and let's all gather at McDonald's and have a good time, and on and on, and Jesus wouldn't stand up and say again, if any man thirsts, if any man thirsts, if you're tired of legalistic ritualism,
1: if you're tired of crusty formality, if you're tired and not feeling, if you're tired of worshiping and not feeling,
0: if any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the Scriptures have said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. I said rivers of living water. This spake key of the Spirit was saved that believe on him should receive, for the Holy Ghost was not yet given because that Jesus was not yet glorified. Thank God I thirsted, I came, He gave, I drank, I'm satisfied. Everybody said Amen to that. Raise your hands and praise the Lord. Let me hurry on in conclusion. John fourteen, fourteen, Jesus said, If you ask anything in my name, I'll do it. If you love me, keep my commandments. And I will pray the Father, and He shall give you another comforter that He may abide with you forever. Even the Spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it seeth Him not, neither knoweth Him. But ye you know Him. You know Him. You know Him. Amen. When do you think they ever knew the comforter? While well, they walked with Him and talked with Him. He, he, he taught in their midst and healed in their midst. But ye you know Him. For He dwelleth with you and shall be in you. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. A body can't get inside of another body. Jesus is going to come as the comforter. He comes in your heart as the Comforter. He's the Spirit of God. Right. Verse 26 said, But the Comforter which is the Holy Ghost. These are interchangeable terms. You talk of the Comforter, you talk about the Holy Ghost. You talk of the Holy Ghost, you talk about the Comforter. And Jesus said John 14, 18, I'll not leave you comfortless. I'll come to you. But the Comforter which is the Holy Ghost whom the Father will send in My name. John 14, verse 26, Jesus said, But when the Comforter has come, whom I will send in here from the Father. Now Jesus said, I'm going to send it. And yet he turned around in John 14, 26 and said, The Father's going to send me. Now, if I was the third person of the Trinity, I'd say, you boys, get together and decide which one of you is going to send me, and then I'll go. But you understand, Jesus was Father in creation, Son in redemption, Holy Ghost in the church. As God, He created everything. Colossians one sixteen: For by Him were all things created that are in heaven, that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether it be thrones, dominions, principalities, or powers, all things were made by Him and for Him. And He was before all things and by Him all things consist. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. He was the Creator! John one ten said He was in the world. world was made by Him. The world knew Him not. John one three said all things were made by Him. And without Him was not anything made that was made. hallelujah, hallelujah. hallelujah.
1: That creator
0: became the son. Matthew one twenty one says, He shall bring forth a son, that shall call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from his sin, their sins. Now, all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which is spoken of the Lord with the prophet saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child, shall bring forth a son, they shall call his name Emmanuel, Emmanuel, Emmanuel. Everybody say, Emmanuel. Which being interpreted is, What, 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 what? God with us. God with us. Jesus was God manifest in the flesh. First Timothy three sixteen said, Without controversy, greatest mystery of God on us. God was manifest in the flesh. God was manifest in the flesh. Jesus was the visible side of the invisible God. He was God become a man through the Virgin Mary. Jesus was God in the form of man, and today he's the Holy Ghost in the church. I'll not leave your comfortless. I'll come to you. When he hung on the cross and said it is finished, he bled, suffered, and died that I might have a chance and access to the Spirit of God. He ascended on high, led captivity captive, chained the cruel monster death to his chariot wheels. And took it beyond the farthest star, through the gate of power. He ascended on high, that same Jesus in my mind, and my heart. I can see it tonight, when He gathers around in heaven with the angels and the cherubims and the seraphims that He left behind, and heaven's host was glad to welcome Him home. They looked upon Him who had been spat upon, whose side had been spear-ridden, whose crown had been ripped open with a crown of thorns. The spittle had run down His cheeks, and they had questioned, and slapped His cheeks. Like a hawthorn blossom, those cheeks that never once blushed for shame, and those angels welcomed him home. They were glad to have him back with them in heaven. But let me tell you, Jesus told him the story. But I can almost hear Jesus say, Now, look, he said, I'm glad to be here, but I made a promise. I made a promise. I made a promise. I (laughs) I made a promise to some people, to some disciples, that if they in Jerusalem, they was gonna be endued with power. I made them a promise, and I'm gonna go back. I'm gonna go back. I'm gonna go back. And he came back as the Holy Ghost and filled them with His Spirit. How many glad you got the Holy Ghost today? John 16:7 said, "Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the company will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send Him unto you." And when he has come, he will reprove this world of sin, of righteousness, and of judgment. Of sin because they believe not only in righteousness, because I go to my Father and you see me no more. Of judgment because the Prince of this world is judged. He 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 is judged. Take that, devil. He is judged. Get out of here, you full of hokum. Get away. You already judged, boy. I put the Word of God on you. You are a liar. You are judged. God will free you tonight. People, He is judged. That is the devil.
1: Say, Amen. Amen.
0: Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I
1: have
0: yet many things to say unto you, but you cannot bear them now. How be it when He the Spirit of truth is come. He will guide you into all truth. For whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. And he will show you things to come. Look at this. He shall glorify me. Up steps the third person. said, wait just a minute. What's the third person doing glorifying the second person when God, the first person, said in Isaiah 42, 8, I'm the Lord, that's my name, my glory. I'll not give to another. Neither my Praise to graven images. <laughs> now how's this all going to be? Jesus said the third person is going to fly me if there's three persons in the Godhead. Bless your heart. The word Trinity's not in the Bible. The word equal co-eternal coexistence not in the Bible the word three separate distinct persons in the Godhead's not in the Bible that's a bunch of hogwash that's a bunch of tradition I'm here to tell you the spirit is Jesus Jesus is the Holy Ghost Jesus is the Holy Ghost Jesus is the
1: Holy Ghost
0: Jesus said in John twenty twenty one. Jesus said to them again peace be unto you as my father sent me when so send I you and when he had said this he <laughs> breathed on them And saith unto them, Receive ye the Holy Ghost. Now in the day you can make two persons out of a man and his breath, I'll let you make two persons out of Jesus and the Holy Ghost.
1: (laughs) He is the Holy
0: Ghost! He commanded them to go. As I read to you now, listen carefully to this. When they were come up, they went into an upper room were both Peter and James and John and Andrew, Philip and Thomas, Bartholomew and Matthew, James the son of Alphaeus and Simon Zelotes and Judas the brother of James. These all continued with one accord in prayer and supplication with the women. Mary the mother of Jesus. 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 And with His brethren, 120 approximately, went up into that upper room. There was 50 days from the Feast of Passover to the day of Pentecost. Jesus was with them according to Acts 1, 40 days speaking to the, the kingdom of God. So in the neighborhood of seven to ten days they were in that upper room coming and going, praying and seeking God for a cataclysm super colossal, super-duper, magnificent, glorious, glamorous, magna, magnificent experience!
1: Experience that
0: they had never had before! You've got something waiting on you, brother! You've never had before! You can feel something you've never felt before! They prayed and sought and carried and prayed and sought after God. But the Bible tells me in Acts 2, verse 1, And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house. They were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues.
1: Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Hallelujah!
0: And there was dwelling at Jerusalem Jews, devout men out of every nation under heaven. Now, when this was noise abroad, the multitude came together and were confounded because every man heard them speak in his own language. And they were all amazed and were in doubt, saying one to another, Behold, are not all these which speak Galileans? And how here we ever men in our own tongue wherein we were born, Parthians and Medes and Elamites and the dwellers of Mesopotamia and in Judea and Cappadocia and Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, in Egypt and the parts of Lima about Cyrene and strangers of Rome, Jews, proselytes, Creeks and Arabians, we do hear them speak in our tongues the wonderful works of God. And they were all amazed! They were all amazed and marveled, saying one to another. What meaneth this? Others, mocking, said, "Uh, uh, these men are are full of new wine. (laughs) They're drunk. (laughs) Brother, you ain't never been on a drunk till you got on a Holy Ghost drunk. (laughs) Whoa! Peter, standing up with the eleven, lifted up his voice and said unto them, Ye men of Judea and all ye that dwell at Jerusalem, be this known unto you. Hearken to my words, for these are not drunken as ye suppose, seeing it's but the third hour of the day. But this is that, 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 which was spoken out by the prophet Joel. I said, this is that, this is that. This is that. You don't need a marriage counselor. This is that. You don't need alcoholic anonymous. This is that. I said it. I said it. I said it. You don't need the power of positive thinking. This is that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is that. This is that. I believe this is an experience that can save. This is an experience that can clean you up. This is an experience that can set you free. This is an experience that can save your heart. This is an experience that can put you on the right path. Praise the Lord. How many got the Holy Ghost today, Amen. How many know you got the Holy Ghost tonight? Say amen. Say amen. How do you know you got it? How many spoke in tongues said amen. amen Nobody taught you did they Did the spirit of God take over your tongue and spoke through you Nobody sit around and say said you got your your, 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 your tongue all get up. And, and that's it, brother. The way was such incompetent substitute. Let me tell you, you don't need nobody putting a hand under your chin and saying, Now come on, brother. Here's how you say it. Here's how you speak. God's not a dummy. God's not a dummy. He knows how to talk. He knows how to speak. I believe when you get the Holy Ghost, you'll speak with other tongues. I said you'll speak with other tongues. I said you'll speak with other
1: tongues. I
0: said you'll speak with other tongues. Isaiah 28:11 said so. Stammering lips and other tongue, we speak to this people. They spoke in tongues in Acts 2:4, Acts 10:46, Acts 19:6, and you'll speak in tongues when you receive the Holy Ghost. Paul was a tongue talker, 1 Corinthians 14:18. Peter was a tongue talker, Acts 2:4. Mary, Mary, the mother of Jesus, was a tongue talker, Acts 2:4. Matthew was a tongue talking tongue talker. John, the son of Alphaeus, James, and Simon Zelotes, and Judas, the brother of James, and Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, with all tongue talkers, the Bartholomew tongue talkers, Acts 2:4. Every one of them was tongue talking. Don't you tell me it's of the devil. Hallelujah! Jesus said in Mark 16, 17, These signs shall follow them that believe. They shall speak with new tongues. Thank God for speaking in other tongues. Can you say amen? Amen. Woo! Thank you, Jesus! I'm glad for a Pentecostal experience tonight. I said I'm glad for it, aren't you? I want everybody to stand. Everybody to stand and raise your hands and praise the Lord right now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus! Hallelujah! 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 I'm a Pentecostal because it's scriptural. It's biblical. It has stood and will stand. I don't trace my lineage back to 1914. Don't you dare tell me this started at Azusa Street in Los Angeles or in Cherokee County, North Carolina. Don't tell me it started out in Wichita, Kansas. It started in the upper room over 1,900 years ago. And it's still here. It's still here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's it, brother. There ain't no more. Hallelujah. You want the Holy Ghost, you come and get it. And don't you come down here feeling sorry for yourself. I've already discerned your spirit. Come on here. Raise your hands and praise the Lord. And it's for you. Hallelujah. Come on, brother. Come on. Come on. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Get your hands in the air. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on. Come on. Hallelujah. 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 Help him, Jesus! Help him, Jesus! Help him, Jesus! Help him, Jesus! Come on tonight! Anybody want the Holy Ghost? Come on! Come on right now, in Jesus' name! In Jesus' name! Let's everybody praise the Lord! Let's praise the Lord!
1: <laughs> Hallelujah! Come on!
0: Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want you preachers to lay hands on these people. All the preachers that are here tonight, come on. Lay hands on them. We're going to pray for them. Come on, folks. Help us pray in Jesus' name. God will give them the Holy Ghost. God will give them the Holy Ghost. God will give them the Holy Ghost. Come on, brother. Jesus' name.
1: Jesus' name.
0: Tonight, Jesus. Help them tonight. Come on, people.
1: Come on. Hallelujah. Glory. 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 God. Of right. tous, gather around, folks. Gather around.
0: Come out on praying people. Come out on, all the praying people. Let's get a hold of God. Amen! Amen! Come on! Hallelujah! Jesus! 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 Jesus!
1: Jesus! Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Come on! Come on! Come on!